The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Poor traffic management on Irish roads provokes feelings of frustration among commuters. It causes unnecessary pollution and increases the risk of accidents. According to the RSA, 10% of all deaths on our roads occur at traffic lights and pedestrian crossings. Now, to talk about the pitfalls of traffic management is... uh, Joining me now, Paul McNeve, whose column in the Irish Independent Properties Supplement uh, advocates for a review of the present system. Paul, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Now, you have looked at Dublin, but these kind of issues are nationwide. They absolutely are, and this is my big picture concern. The examples we're going to talk about are on my doorstep, but if they're symptomatic of what's going on around the country which presumably they are, then we have a a problem that I think needs looking at. Yeah, so this is not you just moaning and groaning in your car. This is you actually doing some research and counting cars. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, My kids are looking at me like I've got three heads when I'm I'm going out counting traffic lights, but uh, there you go. Um, I, I spent 28 years commuting in and out of the city on the N11. I know it intimately, and I'm still on it an awful lot now. And I'm one of those people who say, you always get too many reds. Uh, but, you know, I can back it up now. Um, the my, idea being that you would expect, once you get a green light, that you get, uh, it, unless it's Christmas and they're trying to slow you down getting yeah. into Dublin City Centre, yeah. you expect to get green all there the way. There should be a flow of greens as as best possible, which saves on fuel, saves energy, reduces pollution, all of that, and reduces frustration. So uh, my absolute bugbear for years, and I can't, could never understand how it was allowed to go on, at Stillorgan, County Dublin, travelling north, 25, 30 cars would gather at the red light, and then the light would go green, and a wave of trucks and cars and buses accelerate enthusiastically at the green light ahead at Oatlands College, and just as you get to it, you get a red, and everyone brakes. <laughs> There's a cloud of brake pad pollution as well. And that happens 99 times out of 100 for the last 20 yeah. years. I mean, with the same situation at Leeson Street Bridge, there are three sets of traffic lights and yeah. you might get one and then you don't get the other. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a third and you might be stuck yeah. at that. It, yeah. it should be logical. Once you get the green, you go through the complex junction. Yes, yes. So I now what exacerbated this, wearing my property hat, was all the new developments on the N11. Shankill, Lachlanstown, Cherrywood, Cabin Teeley, they all create a new set of traffic lights and that's fine. But this has exacerbated, so I really started looking into it because as far as I can see, the side roads get too much priority over the N11, which is the main road. So I persisted with questions to Dunleary Ratdown and they referred me to Dublin City Council. Why? Because it turns out the Dublin City Council control on contract all of the traffic lights in Dunleary Ratdown and the main routes in Fingal and all of Dublin City so Council. D- DCC does the lot. Except for Talatlandalk and Dublin South, who are on a different system. Why, I don't know, but they are. All right. So DCC have to take responsibility for uh, all the junctions. How many junctions are there? About 1,000 traffic light junctions in that area that they control. And now, and I say all of this, I have sympathy for the for Dublin City Council and the local authorities. Inherently, you're trying to squeeze a quart into a pint pot. And the faster you make the traffic in on all the routes, inevitably, you're going to reach tailbacks. So, but having said that, there must, there's a balance. And where there are glaring problems, I think it's no harm that, be it an oddball journalist who asks awkward questions, 
and persists uh, that they, you know, perhaps listen, perhaps there are some good outside views. So I worked my way into the control room in Dublin City Council in Wood Quay uh, in, I think it was about July or August. And they were very helpful, um, very, very informative uh, ex- absolute experts and it showed me it's like the Starship Enterprise there's a control room with 50, 60 screens but one person looking, sitting looking at those screens But sh- surely they have AI looking at all these no, screens I don't know there is no AI on the system Now the entire system is an Australian computer software system called SCAT S-C-A-T and it monitors all of those 1000 junctions and it does it it's nothing, it's nothing to do with the cameras, which you see on 300 junctions. It's loops in the ground. There are yeah. strips. You can ca- see them when you, you it, draw up to them. It counts cars and every single junction is coordinated and it can decide we better more green or more red. Uh, so that's in theory how it works. And by and large, it does. But I, there's still too much time being given to the side roads. And one problem is the loop system on a side road a car goes over the loop and it puts what they call a demand on the lights to let yeah. track. The loop system doesn't know whether there's one car or 20 cars waiting in the side road. Now, over yeah. time, it counts them and over a number of cycles, it will adjust. But I think it does that too slowly. And an example I'm giving in the paper today, Cherrywood, I, I've monitored it. I spent 40 minutes there last Friday. I've spent, it is letting out cars, sort of 50% in the ratio of two to one. It stops cars on the main road to allow out half as many cars. Looks wrong to me. The average green on the N11 at Cherrywood is 18 seconds. Just sounds wrong to me. 18 seconds. 18 seconds. Uh, Last Friday in rush hour. This morning I was stopped at that light again and traffic is often stopped twice at that light. The same wave of traffic. You know, they've been stopped at a red it goes green, they start going, and then it goes red again before all of those cars have got through. Yeah. Now, in Dublin City Centre, one suspects that pedestrians are the kings yeah, and maybe cyclists as well. That once a pedestrian presses a button at a particular area, the light goes green for them. Uh, maybe not necessarily automatically, no, not. But there is increasing precedence being given to pedestrians and cyclists. And I agree with that. Everyone would agree that's right. And that that is part of all of this. Another uh, issue in all of this um, is that the system takes no account of whether traffic is going uphill or downhill. Now, I think this is wrong. Again, go back to Cherrywood. This morning again, on the way in here, I was stopped in a wave of cars in the rush hour at the silver tassie lights. We get a green and the wave of cars accelerates uphill in a cloud of pollution. First gear, second gear. And then we all get stopped at the red light. Uh, now all that momentum is wasted. Uh, yeah. This is to allow out four, five, six cars. They that traffic should have been allowed through that light. Let that wave through, and then let out the. You know the amount of pollution. I think if you multiply this by junctions all over Ireland uh, that are on gradients. I think that should be taken into account. Now, you have a couple of other bugbears. Uh, one is uh, new crossings. Now, we're familiar with uh, traffic light controlled crossings, which mm. you get uh, maybe at shops and so on, where people are definitely going to cross. They're going to jaywalk if they don't have a traffic signal, so they stick in a traffic signal. Then there are the old-fashioned Belisha beacons, the zebra crossings. Yeah, yeah. And now they're trying something else. I think, well, this is a very dangerous area. Now, this is deadly serious stuff because, as you said, 10% 
from from eight, 90, from 2018 to 2022, 10% of all fatal accidents and serious injuries on the road were at traffic lights or on pedestrian crossings. Um, 2% of all of those were on the pedestrian crossings. It's higher than I expected. That shows you even where there are zebra crossings and flashing orange lights, these are still very dangerous places. Uh, yeah. pedestrian crossing. You so see, what, what they've done uh, over the years, the zebra crossing used to be king, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And in continental Europe, uh, they have this situation where if you step, put your foot on the, the black and white crossing, yeah. cars have to stop. That's yeah. it. You know, it's a, a, a rule that is sacrosanct. We had the Belisha beacons, the zebra crossings, and then more and more they were replaced by traffic lights. Yeah. So the respect for the Belisha beacon yeah. and the pedestrian crossing, the so-called zebra crossing, has, diminished I, I to think the point I, of extinction. I, I, well, I think it has to an extent. But what we've what we've done here, which is we've introduced, and they're now described in the rules of the road as courtesy crossings. What the, are they? These are usually a ramp across the road at the same height as the curb. May or may not have black and white stripes. Might be cobbling. Co-blocking. There are no technical specifications. Every local authority can do what they like. I think they're deadly dangerous. The RSA doesn't collect stats for fatalities or injuries on mm. those. And now into the mix, we have thrown in Limerick City Council, there's two in Dura Doyle. They're trialling five new of these European style crossings. Uh, Dunleary has four. Uh, I monitored the Dunleary ones, particularly last Friday for an hour, saw several near misses. I did a straw poll of pedestrian, cyclist, drivers. Of 51 people I surveyed, uh, 8.5% thought that the cars had the right of way and the rest thought that the pedestrians had the right of way. That's not a great mix. (laughs) No. But then there was a lot of confusion as people thought about it. They said, well, there's no flashing orange lights, so it's not a zebra crossing, so the cars must have the right of way. The more they thought, in fact, it turns out there's a ministerial order, which was kept secret, uh, which has given those experimental crossings the same effect as a zebra crossing. And by so the who rules has the right of way? The pedestrian. The pedestrian has, by the rules of the road. And why they were launched without advance warning or publicity, I find amazing. You, your third area is uh, traffic lights and the design of filters. Yeah, yeah. They, this is deadly serious. These, these, they've, they're getting overcomplicated. And I had a huge fright just coming up to Christmas, last Christmas, driving back from the great Paul Byram's Christmas show from Kalini, heading for Wyattville Road and the junction with Ballybrack, where they had built a new set of lights because they've built a new cycle lane and more room for pedestrians. That's fine. At the, I had a full green, or so I thought, four passengers. At the last second, I realised the lights were red. I braked, just stopped in time. But the car on the lane beside me, uh, 20 yards behind me, didn't stop, kept going straight through the light. What was confusing about it? We're used to coming to a junction where there's a left-hand turn and there's a green filter arrow pointing left. Yeah. We're used to that for years. They've now started adding that green filter arrow, but placing it on the right-hand side of the junction. On the right-hand side, pointing to the left. Now, So it's in a position where you might confuse it for your ordinary go-ahead green. Well, you definitely do, because people were routinely driving through that junction on, on full red. I saw, I went back the next day, I was so amazed, and I saw another car drive through. 
And the next four times I was there, I saw cars. I reported it to Dunleary Rat Down. They looked at it, they agreed it was dangerous and they took down the offending light. But they're persisting with the design. In Cherrywood, for example, there's a new junction built which has the same design. They argue it's not as dangerous. I think it's dangerous. And the only reason they're doing it is that they say that if there's a bus or a high-sided vehicle in the inside lane, you can't see the light left. And I say, what difference does it make? If you're stuck behind the bus, you have to wait for it to go anyway. But they're putting these lights on the right-hand side, which to a driver, those arrows, particularly in the dark, they look like a full green. Yeah. And, and if the main lights are red, you've got a full green on the left, a full green on the right. Recipe for disaster. Um, you certainly hit the spot. Uh, some of the uh, comments which are coming in now. In Holland, there are signs to show if you drive through a green light and maintain a correct speed, you'll continue to meet green lights. Uh, that's from John. And I know in Portugal, for example, you're, you enter a Zona Controlada and it tells you 50 kilometres. And if you stay at the 50 kilometres, the light stays green for you. Yeah, if you go over... Yeah. It goes red and you have to stop. So, in other words, it's telling you, don't yeah. bother trying to break this. Yeah. It'll only slow you down. Yeah. Uh, seven seconds green lights on Griffith Avenue, Swords Road Junction. Loads of cars going through on red. I emailed, I rang DCC traffic for the past six months. Zero response. That's from Terry in Drumcondra. Uh, thanks for covering this. Since COVID, the timing sequences of lights has been drastically reduced. This results in fewer cars getting through on a green light, sometimes only two or three. So... The result, huge increase in the number of cars driving through red lights. It's now the norm for four or five cars to continue after a light turns red. They have made traffic junctions far more dangerous for all road users. That's from Ronan in Terenure. Uh, traffic management could really help traffic movement. Another example is pedestrian lights that come on automatically, even if there are no pedestrians. And allowing left turns all the time, like they do in other countries, giving way to pedestrians, of of course. So mm. you get the arrow to go around the corner, but, yeah. you know, you, you then maybe stop immediately because yeah. there's a pedestrian there. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, who has the right of way? Well, I, I mean, and it should be absolutely crystal clear. Everyone should know on what type of crossing who has the right of way and who doesn't, because it varies. And this one they've put up in Dunleary, this trial one, is 25 metres from a courtesy crossing where it depends on the mood of the driver, whether they want to stop or not, because they don't have to stop. And Dunleary right down say to me that these crossings are common across Europe and that they're safe. I'm just back from 10 days driving around Italy. Every town that I saw these in in Italy, they have flashing orange lights on them. In other words, there's a, a, an alert. Yeah. Um, just so many uh, things jumping onto my screen at the moment. What about eight sets of traffic lights through Blackrock N11, all within 100 metres of each other, every second light uh, red um, rather than green? The N4 Chapel is in Palmerston is a pollution nightmare as the cars get backed up for miles at the Palmerston Junction, just spewing out fumes and CO2. It needs an underpass, just like the Lucan Junction. Why won't our elected officials get this done and reduce pollution? have to agree with that man about the traffic lights. I noticed the same at Cherrywood and where I come from in Mullingar. It's crazy as well, but a lot of it due to people being too slow to take off when the lights go green. As a pedestrian, you also notice a lot of people on, with their mobile phones out and their engines cut out because of the automatic shutoff that's there to save fuel. So when the lights go green, they are not available to go. 
Yeah. You know, if you've ever driven in France, in Paris particularly, mm. once the light goes green, it's like a Formula One. <laughs> everyone has gone. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's more like a train than a series of cars because everyone's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. In Germany in the 80s, when I drove over to Stuttgart and supporting Jack's army and all that, there were signs on the, on the streets telling you what speed to go to get the next green. And if you went faster, you got a red. If you stuck at 60 or 70 or 80, you got a green. And so, I mean, I think the local authorities, the, the great news is here, we can celebrate coming in here through Stillorgan this morning for the first time. And they've, Dublin City Council have accepted my point about Stillorgan and I've adjusted them. And I sailed through in, in, a, in a wave of cars uh, and it was fantastic. They've also accepted my point at Cornelscourt going south and have adjusted lights as well. So we've done the state some service, but I think the local authorities uh, just need to get out and sit there and have a look at the lights on the ground and see what's happening mm-hmm. because the SCAT system is not reporting into them. It only tells them when there's a power cut. It doesn't tell them of any inefficiencies. Well, as I say, Paul, you've certainly hit the spot. Paul McNeve, a motivational speaker and author, uh, and uh, he is writing today in the Irish Independent if you want more on that, if you want to annoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, thank yeah. you very much uh, for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.